the strength of faith. And we're in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 11 and 12. It says in verse 11, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and of him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Now, it seems like today uh, people are becoming increasingly aware of their health, certainly with uh, our last couple of years in the pandemic and uh, Yet, uh, even uh, without that, seems like there's a lot of emphasis on things to help you in your vitality and your strength. Dieting, to cycling, lifting weights, to running on treadmills, eating organic foods, doing your stretches every day. You all do that. And to be honest, it's not that difficult to increase physical strength. It takes discipline, takes some work, and you can become a stronger person. So I hope you are eating and living healthy so that your physical strength increases. But what are we doing about our increasing our spiritual strength? This is not working for me today. That could be the reason why. Nope. We'll have to do it manually. What are you doing about increasing your spiritual strength? 1 Timothy 4.8 says, For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Now, in our last time we had a study in uh, living by faith, we studied Abraham's faith to obey God and to trust him without, under, without understanding. Uh, today, I, I want to introduce uh, Abraham's wife, Sarah. Sarah had received the same promise that Abraham did, and they would be blessed with a son even in their old age. Genesis 17, verse 19, And God said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Now, if we understand the situation, Abraham was operating by faith to receive the promise of God. But it would be Sarah who would physically labor and work for that. Uh, Sarah would be the one who would be required to conceive, to bear, and deliver a child as a 90-year-old wife of Abraham. Sarah was going to need an unbelievable amount of strength from someplace other than herself in order to see this one through. 
And uh, thankfully, where God guides, he provides. In Isaiah 40, verse 28, it says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, to them that have no might, and he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so what about us tonight? Are we operating spiritually in the strength of the Lord? Or are we holding back in our Christian life because we lack strength? And do we rely on our own strength to supply victory? Or do we rely upon the strength of God? How do we experience the power of God at work in our lives? God's power is available. But it's available to those who will, as Isaiah said, wait upon the Lord. And that's through faith. Now, notice the progression of life filled with strength and power of God. First, the depletion of material strength. Again, verse 11 says, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Mankind was originally created with strength and power needed to live in lives that please God. Man was not corrupted, man was not weak, man did not have a depraved flesh, man did not suffer under continual temptation, man was created perfect. But somewhere along the line, the original strength that God had intended for us to have was depleted from our lives. Notice, first of all, our failure. When she was past age, and one thing you cannot do is go back in time and recapture years that have expired. Sarah was past the age of bearing children. And one thing we cannot do is go back and recapture the spiritual strength that we lost in the fall of man. In ourselves, we failed to have strength to live and obey. Uh, Adam and Eve were created perfect. God had supplied them with all the strength that they would ever need. They walked with God and they talked with God every day. But one day they failed. Genesis 3, we have the account where Eve saw the tree that was good for food, pleasant to the eye, tree that was to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit, did eat. She gave to Adam, and he did eat. And so they failed to do as God had commanded. And that day our spiritual strength was depleted. And mankind failed to secure the power of God. So we find our failure. Secondly, there's our flesh. Without God's power, where does man turn to for strength? 
Unfortunately, he has to turn to his own flesh. Psalm 73, 26, My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. John 6, 63, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. Now, could Sarah have done anything to change her situation? Absolutely not. She needed to rely on the Lord. Her body was old, was used, was wearied with life. She could not trust her own flesh. And we can't either. Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Paul told the Romans in Romans 7, 18, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. So our weakness comes as a result of living in the flesh, being fleshly creatures. A young man was filling out an application for admission to a university. And in response to a request to list your personal strengths, he wrote, Sometimes I'm trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. And then the form said, list your weaknesses. And he wrote, sometimes I'm not trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. None of us are perfect. And so we cannot trust our own flesh. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So we have the depletion of material strength. Secondly, we have the reception of the miraculous strength. Again, verse 11, Sarah was not alone. God was with her. She waited on God and received the strength that she needed to fulfill her duties to God. Again, Isaiah tells us in chapter 40, verse 31, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And since we have the power of God living in us through this, the person of the Holy Spirit, we can receive miraculous strength from God. But how is this strength received? Through faith. Through faith. Unbelief says, well, how can this be? Well, faith says, how shall this be? You see, God delights in strengthening his children. First of all, God's power is received in weakness. You know, as long as you believe that you have strength in yourself to be successful and, and faithful in life, you're not going to receive the strength that God has to supply. But when you come to the end of your feeble strength and you cry out to God in need, God will meet your need and will supply your life with omnipotent strength only available from heaven. 
Second Corinthians 12, verse 9, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Another good illustration from God's word is Joseph. Joseph was a good son. Joseph had a dream, and God, it was a God-given dream. But before his dream could be realized, God had to weaken the man for the endowment of his power. Genesis 50 and verse 20 says, But as for you, you thought it evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring it to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Now many others uh, whom God used in miraculous way, we could go through a number of, of lives and see the power of God in their lives. and They had to be first brought low in order to be able to be frail enough to be supplied with the power of God. Think of Moses. Uh, think of Job, uh, even Paul and David. We could go through many uh, others' examples. But in our lives, unpolished though they may be, it is the master who surrounds us and whispers in our ears time and time again, don't quit, keep on. And as we do, he supplements until a work of amazing Beauty is created. Many times our weakness becomes his strength. Then secondly, God's power is rendered with humility. Too many times we receive, we lack the receiving, uh, re receiving the power of God in our life because we possess a prideful and arrogant spirit. The purpose of receiving the power of God in our lives is so that we might be able to be reflecting the glory of God in our lives, not the glory of ourselves. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 27 through 31 says, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen Yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And sometimes we do not have the power of God in our lives because we're not humble enough to ask. Remember, the power of God is inside of you. All you need to do is be humble and ask. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore under the mighty hand of God, that ye may, he may exalt you in due time. A small boy was trying to lift a heavy stone, and despite his huffing and puffing, he couldn't budge it. His father, watching nearby, finally asked him, Are you using all your strength? 
The boy said, yes, I am, exasperated. And the father replied, no, you're not. You haven't asked me to help you. So we have the depletion of the material strength, the reception of the miraculous strength, and thirdly, the dominion of the master's strength. You know, in many of our lives, there is a need for a change in dominion. Or you could say there's a need to change our source of dependence. It's time to live all of our life in the power of God. And the receipt the seat of this power and the birth of, of Isaac brought Sarah into a different dominion of life after she experienced the power of God in such a miraculous way. When you live in the power of God, it will bring you into a whole new standard of living. Notice maintained this power this, or this dominion of the master's strength is maintained through faith in God's promises. It says here, because she judged him faithful who had promised. And Sarah, as Abraham, had some lapse in trusting the promises of God, but she found forgiveness and found grace to claim the promises of the word of God. So what had God promised? And what has God promised to you and me? Well, salvation is eternal life. And security, John 10, 28 says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. There's strength and power. Acts 1, 8 says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And then there's provision. Matthew 6 Verse 25, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not life more than meat, and body than raiment? Verse 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so we have this maintained through faith in God's promises. Secondly, Maintained through faith in God's person. Again, she, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Now, when it says judge, that means to, to deem or to consider, to determine the result of or to form an opinion. Sarah not only considered the promises of God, but she considered who gave the promises. She judged that he could and would perform his word. You know, two people could make the same promise to me, but it doesn't mean I will believe that both will be accomplished. A promise is always dependent upon the giver. Let's say Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, you know, one of these very rich people, they could promise you $1,000. They say, oh, yeah, I think they could do that. That's pocket change for them. But if a little child promised you $1,000, you'd probably judge the promise differently considering the person who promised. 
So what are the resources of God? There is a name God uses for himself in the Old Testament. It's very interesting. It's the name Almighty. In the Hebrew, it's El Shaddai. The name of God which sets him forth primarily as the strengthener and the satisfier of his people. And it literally means all-sufficient. Again, Genesis 17, 1 and 2 says, And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to him and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will supply thee exceedingly. And so we conclude, put your faith in God. He will strengthen you just like he strengthened Sarah, and realize the depletion of the material strength, the reception of the miraculous strength, and the dominion of the master's strength. Who are you depending upon for your strength tonight? Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for the lesson from Hebrews chapter 11 that we can put our faith and our trust in you because you're almighty God. And we do pray, Lord, that we will humbly walk with you, trusting you to meet our every need day by day. Bless our time in prayer now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.